Hello everyone listening. Today's podcast is going to be interesting. It's going to be one about neurobiology of suicide. Uh, the reason I wanted to touch on the topic, it is something that is, you know, uh, worldwide known. And it's something that people, you know, and family members or friends that people have dealt with and um, experience, you know, having those relationships with those people. And I know that's something, it's probably a difficult topic as well, so I'm going to do as much as I possibly can, just go from a scientific standpoint and keep it as um, soft and tender and appropriate as possible. Um, And by no means do I mean to offend anybody in any way. So let's get started. Um, My little side notes here, what I want to touch on is... You see, most feel like burdens to their family. And I think that's what usually is going to lead to the depressive feelings or the indecisiveness of, you know, what they're supposed to be and what their purpose here is on earth. Especially when they're having, you know, family members or loved ones um, expecting them to be a certain way when... You know, there's if there's feelings inside of them they don't know how to express accurately without being judged or, um, you know, looked at as if they were crazy, like what they were saying didn't make any sense or it didn't matter. And I think that that's a big problem um, that I've experienced myself within uh, family relationships and family friends is that when they're going through those moments in their life and they don't know how to express themselves, you know, they they tend to find outlets like uh, drugs and um, places to escape, uh, whether it be running away from home or being around the wrong crowd. Um, to express those feelings to strangers means more to them than it does to actually express it to their own family. And that's a very sad predicament to be in. And I think that we as individuals can all come together and help each other, you know, understand that mental health is something that's very serious, especially in today's era. We have, you know, with the technological advancement, we have many things that may cause somebody to lose control of their emotions even more than usual because you have people on social media, you know, showing all their joyful pleasures and experiences that they're having, but they're not expressing their actual true feelings. And, you know, some people that I I do watch and follow, they do tend to express their emotions accurately like a human being should. And I mean, they show the good times and the bad times and the struggles that they have. But when you have somebody that, you know, has suicidal tendencies or depressive thoughts, they see these things on social media and it could put them into more of a fog because they feel like, you know, they don't have any point here on earth not being able to reach the places that those people are at. And, you know, you start to think that everybody's your problem and all social media sucks and everybody is growing faster than you are but it's only because you have an emotional block and it's it's not fair to you because you have nobody to express it to so it can become very difficult um and that's why i think that people 
come to the conclusion that they're a burden on their family and that's that's very you know tough to deal with I'm sure I can imagine I've been in situations where I've had you know thoughts that were very depressive and but I myself you know have never experienced what it feels like to go past um, those thoughts and and feel so you know so hurt and broken that you no longer want to be here like I've said it out loud and sometimes I felt like I meant it but I never went to the point of no return um so moving on um it seems what we have uh, like paranoid schizophrenics they seem to have more suicidal tendencies and that you know obviously scientifically could lead to chemical imbalances um toxin exposure um nutritional deficiencies that start these recurring emotions and eventually transverse into something that's not um, not able to be treated. And for most people, you know, when you get to that point to where you're not even eating, you're not drinking much, you know, and you're maybe smoking cigarettes and doing other drugs or taking substances that you shouldn't be or drinking to cope with your pain, um, that can actually lead to more nutritional deficiencies and make the um, emotional imbalance worse. And it's not, you're not to blame, you know, so some of these people that have suicidal tendencies, it's not something that's their fault, it's something that, you know, that's just not tuned correctly and that's something that can be tuned if only people would listen and lend an ear to help those people and paranoid you know people that are paranoid and they're schizophrenic that have these um, disorders already that they've already come to find out you know they've been diagnosed with or told by somebody or they research and find out you know they do have similar traits um, to that disorder um, when you get to find out you know or label yourself which we really shouldn't label something that's just misunderstood uh, most of these things can be um, looked at and fixed and helped um, so there's no reason to blame yourself for any or label yourself really but if you find the need to um, you know realizing that schizophrenia stuff like that actually progresses when you're lacking minerals, um, magnesium being a huge one that could help a lot. Um, you've got several, several others, uh, B vitamins and, um, omega fatty acids and stuff that you could be missing that could cause the brain not to be working at full capacity and, and cause, uh, emotional irritability and, and, Stressful situations that shouldn't be, you know, stressing you. Um, those can come up and occur without your knowledge because the brain isn't working where it should be. It's not helping you work through those things and, you know, dissect and analyze problems like they, sh like it should be. It's supposed to be your friend, not your enemy. And it seems like your mind becomes your enemy um, at times when you're in those. Uh, moments of brain fog and 
uh, being misunderstood. I, I know those things can be very difficult to cycle through, especially when you're lacking nutrients to help you um, to understand the problems and work through them uh, productively, you know, without having the, the emotional blocks and stuff like you do or like we do as a uh, race or society, a species. And to move on, let's go to the next uh, key point here is emotional pain was hard to get away from, leading to uh, the suicidal tendencies. And the rates are rising and increasing of whether it be attempts or discussion of um, suicide. You hear it in music and, and you see it in art and literature. And it's because I think that the concepts that we've come to think that we believe are coming to a an end and it's you know we're beginning to move into a new generation where the younger crowd is being neglected for their ideas but yet they're the ones that are coming up with these very profound uh, analysis and calculations of understanding where we're at and what we're you know what we need to be doing as a society and I think when you're neglected and you've already been in a place where you're vulnerable and hurting anyways, especially with the way society is um, becoming and the way that you try to interact with it, but yet it seems like it's pushing you further and further away from your purpose, I can understand how you know the emotional pain would cause it to be um, very difficult to get away from those tendencies because I mean when you're li you live in an environment where you constantly got people that are uh, acting superior to you or the older generation that thinks that you don't have anything to to share or something of worth you know that can be devastating on your uh, mental health and that's a problem I think that we could all slow down and come together to understand that there's a probability that we you know very likely understand where we need to go because we're gifted with these abilities and these um, teachings that we have been given from uh, you know around the world and learning and reading books and stuff we have something to offer so I think that we should take it easy on the younger generation and give them a chance to speak and express themselves because not knowing how to express yourself correctly you can't learn to navigate through who you are and, and, and learning your traditions and stuff that you want to pass on to your kids and you know there's cultural aspects that every individual should um, gain and retain to pass on to uh, their family um, you know to help them grow and there's not always you know you're not stuck to a certain belief system because when you cage yourself you also could make these tendencies worse and we have now in this day and age an identity crisis that's causing us to lose, you know, touch with reality. And um, we're also in a very fast-paced environment where we're constantly moving and going. And if you have predisposition of diseases and disorders, like you have, you can't navigate through your own identity. Um, productively like you would like to because the environment's already moving so fast that you never have time to sit and think to yourself and I myself go through these 
uh, reoccurring moments where, you know, I have to get a grasp of myself and take a break from reality and, and go back inside and listen to my mind and what it needs in my body and find out where the most pain's being held or, you know, the most stress so that I can let those things out and express them and work through work through them in a manner that helps me and doesn't become a habitual disregard to my own you know identity like I was saying um, identity is a huge thing especially when you're trying to do work and and you know trying to offer something to this world you have to know what your foundation is and where you lie as a person because you have to learn how to argue correctly you have to learn how to debate so that you can come to a conclusion with your ideas and others ideas like we have to learn to work together but with an emotional block in a way like suicide um, any opportunity that you have to progress and if it's something that's too stressful you're going to shut down and you go back into starting over again from the place of pain and hurt and you're not able to break free from those constraints and the cage that you become trapped in, trapped in because of people telling you how to believe or, or believe or the beliefs that you have have to be a certain way and uh, you're in this predicament where now you don't know who you are once you break away from those things especially kids moving out of their household you know and they move out and get into drugs and stuff like that because they weren't taught how to express themselves correctly and now you know when you move out and you're alone and you're thinking to yourself you're learning about your identity but you're bringing up things from your past that you never had a chance to resolve because you're always in an environment where it was fast paced you know especially as a young kid or a teenager growing up and that can have a huge toll on us when the emotional pain is becoming hard to get away from because you never have time to yourself and it stacks up like dirty dishes and eventually the sink gets so full that uh you know, it's piling over and falling down and, you know, cups and, and plates are breaking. And this is the, you know, emotional memories and thoughts that we're not fixing or being able to clean up and understand, you know, to find the root of these suicidal tendencies or thoughts. Um, and the next key point I have here is mental breaks cause the issue such as trauma and PTSD. And that's kind of what I was touching on just now was, um, you know, when we're in a position at a job or or in a family relationship where we're always told to do things a certain way and we're holding a lot of weight on our shoulders, it starts to weigh us down. And you can only bear so much as an individual. And I think that, you know, psychotic breaks also happen because people are always being pushed to the edge. And that could be because the person that's pushing is also hurting and they're not dealing with their own um, emotional thoughts. And that can be a conflict of interest between two people, both being hurt, both being wounded. It's like two dogs, you know, that have been hurt, even though they may be living in the same household, they're still going to fight when one hits the wound. Um, the other one's going to fight back because, you know, it too is hurting so it has to protect itself and I don't understand why we're not having this looked at in our country now I I completely agree with the fact that we should go to other 
locations and and you know and do mission work and help with help each other and help you know feed the people that are in need but also but also at the same time we should be trying to feed the spirits of the ones that are sick here in this country and we have military vets and stuff like that that have gone through you know sick processes of of war and all these crazy things that aren't necessary and you know that's neither neither here nor there um but the point is is that they're put into these situations and of course to protect our country um is what we are told and you know those individuals are left alone when they come out and they have nobody to talk to and you see the suicide rates and military vets are going up as well because those people don't have you know the correct coping mechanisms and they're not having anybody there to talk to to express their feelings and it's causing mental breaks as well and we have to come together to as a society and start realizing that our kids mental health and you know older generation younger generation like we all need to come together to help each other because there's no reason that we should be a species as beautiful as we are to think of such drastic thoughts of like suicide and you know pushing the limits of causing an individual to become a serial killer or um, a mass murderer you know and those things could have and not always but those things maybe could have been prevented if we would have loved on the person that you know wasn't the normal average kid and you know had weird tendencies like Jeffrey Dahmer you know as a kid was a not a very uh, what you would call normal average kid people would label as he'd liked weird things and but they were noticed and those weren't taken care of and now you see how he turned out and you have to have sympathy for these people not for what they did but you know the the inner child underneath them that never got healed and you know once they reach that psychotic break they no longer it's like a wild animal they become animalistic they become um very predator-like and, and you know they're just looking for prey and it's with a, an emotional imbalance and an unstable and instability of those electrical currents flowing through the body it's like in a small atomic bomb it's not it's not good it's not safe to have somebody with um those psychotic breaks uh firing off and becoming worse because we're not helping each other and lending a hand to those in need. And it's sad to see that, especially people with PTSD, you know, they 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 can't be blamed for the way they react during situations because of traumatic moments that have happened to them. And they don't know how to react because it's, it's like a natural, it's not a natural urge for the body to do what it's doing because of the memory that's imprinted, you know, on that, pers- that person's DNA. But, you know, epigenetics is saying that we can change these things and ex- change the expressions of the thoughts and we can learn to deal with those by going in and and dealing with those thoughts, which is very difficult. But in shamanic cultures and uh, psychotherapy and several different types of uh, productive tools that we have, um, you see them allowing people to go within their minds to work through these Um, emotional episodes so that they can heal that inner child because deep down when you don't have your inner child it's the child that's imaginative and creative it's very very important for analytical um, 
causation, especially in problems where we're trying to progress. You know, we need that type of work. We need to be able to um, understand who we are at a cellular level. And if we can't, you know, have those breakthroughs, I mean, what are we to do? You know, and trauma is not something that's it's helpful in any manner for anybody. Um, I get that stress has its, you know, has its uh, has its ways of making and molding us into an individual, but we don't need anything past common stress. We don't need people thinking about hurting or cutting themselves and being alone and, you know, not wanting to be around people. Like, we all should be very social and... and wanting to gather around others and go to, you know, family dinners. But when you have a family full of people that are sick, you can't host family dinners because, you know, already know what's going to happen. And in a world that where may, in a world where we may all have some type of uh, illness we have to work through or health condition, it shouldn't be a me against you. It should be a me and you versus the problem. And we should be able to come together and figure out how we can help you or you can help me um, to deal with this situation so that we can be more productive as a society. Because we've only been here for 2,000 years. And as far as to date what we have in 2023, I mean, we've, you know, roughly from the year zero to 2023, as far as we all know, we've been here at least 2,000 years or plus more but for what we've been told so far 2000 years and that's not a very very long time it's not a long time to have been in this situation of still dealing with the same things and it seems like it's progressing because it's scientists and psychologists and stuff I get they have to feed their family and put food on the table but at the same time we need to be doing more research of how to help the whole world um, deal with this mental health problem so that we can all come together and work uh, for the betterment of society. I don't think that uh, with the technological advancement that we have, I don't think that it's not something that's highly possible. It's very likely that we could do this. Um, and, you know, that's the point we shoot for. We all shoot for acting like, uh, you know, you see lions and, and tigers taking care of their cubs and... Um, animals and elephants helping their babies like you see this in nature they all work together ants you know building ant hills and they're all working together they're not arguing and fighting and i think our biggest thing is the language um, being able to express our words through language is a very disruptive but very beautiful thing at the same time because without it you couldn't sing and write poetry and do all of these beautiful things but um it's like the fine line between chaos and order um if you don't have a balanced brain, you can't express yourself correctly. You become misunderstood, and then the people that are listening don't know how to deal with the way you're expressing yourself because they, too, um, have never been in that situation, or they're also dealing with pain. So I think language is a huge change from, you know, from animals in nature to people. So I know that that's one of our biggest predicaments is trying to push past... Uh, the abilities that we have to express ourselves, we need to learn to do more accurately and productively so that we can help one another. Um, and to move on to the next point, 
Um, the last thing that I wrote is, do voices in people's head really cause the thoughts, or is it strictly the individual? And what I mean by this is, um, you know, I've seen it many times, and I'm sure you have. I'm not the only person that has seen, you know, some poor individual walking along the road talking to themselves, and it got me to wondering, are they really hearing voices, you know, or is it just something that the brain does when it's lacking sleep or nutrients? Um, is it something that's not optimizing um, the individual and it's actually neutralizing the individual's emotions and, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what's going on in this person to be hearing voices? Are the voices real? Are they hearing what, you know, other cultures call spirits or evil demonic forces or is it just something the brain does to work through their pain it's like it's a part of their subconscious mind that's talking to its you know to its conscious mind trying to work through its pain but it's doing it in a very manic manner and it's just hearing its own voice but it can't you know develop the uh where the voice is coming from because it sounds like an alternate voice to its own voice but really it's the one voice it's just a voice that is in pain and hurt so the person that's there inside doesn't want to accept the fact that that's them that's their pain speaking to them and i think that that's an incredible idea and um, i think that we could all do some research to figure out you know what is it that a schizophrenic is really feeling and what is it that causes uh suicidal tendencies and people hearing you know voices telling them to end it and you don't belong here anymore and you know, because you can sit still and close your eyes and talk in your head, as in like, with no movement of your mouth, just say hello, or I can hear you in your head, and you can hear a voice, and it's not like a voice like I'm talking now, but it's like you know that something's being said in your head, so with that ability, you know, how does it distinguish between normal behavior versus somebody that's walking on the side of the road that's schizophrenic and talking to other people that are there or other voices inside their head um and you know and that's a scary place to be i don't think that we should allow anybody to get there and it's sad to see because those are the people that are usually neglected as children and left alone and some of them probably just possibly could have not made the best decisions in their life i've been down that road and i know um, how it feels to you know make unproductive decisions and your uh, growth so i just think that with all this being said that suicide right now is very important for us to wrap our heads around and, and figure out why we're the only species that are capable of doing this like why you know do we find the need to off ourselves is it the fact that we have energy inside us that's as strong as an atomic bomb and if you don't balance that energy it can be very detrimental to your own health or is it more than that is it something that people label as spiritual is it something that you know this the spirit in all of us is seeking out more in society and we need more things that are feeding us and and, and helping us into a subtle uh community to where we can express ourselves i know that expression is a huge huge problem and that can lead to suicidal tendencies and very very uh deprived uh, unba unbalanced emotional thoughts and not being able to work through those correctly so I think that with
coming down to the point of like we need to learn how to allow people to express themselves and start listening to their needs and see what we can do to help each other over this road bump uh, we call mental health and you know because it's not our biggest problems we have beautiful cultures that are you know ancient civilizations that have these beautiful stone hedges and huge architecture monuments that we don't have any idea how they got here and underground caves with people um thinking that there's a lot of civilization are there that we're missing you know and some people believe that maybe the garden of eden or these stories of Mayan culture, these hidden cities and the city of Atlantis are underground in these hidden caves. So if we have the opportunity to do research like this and, you know, all these different studies like neurobiology and, you know, I didn't hear this as a kid. didn't even know what neurobiology was, but we have epigenetics coming out and somatics and, and you know, and a study of sound, vibration and frequency like Tesla was talking about. And we have a lot out there to research and a lot of things to offer if we just come together and allow somebody to express themselves so you can find deep rooted in them their gifts and their abilities to help you know society and the environment around them i think it's crucial that we understand that there's a problematic issue here and that we need to work through it together because suicide is not the answer um, and if there's anybody ever dealing with those situations please feel free to reach out or contact anybody and help uh, that can help you and don't allow those emotions to be left, um, on a, you know, not expressed. You've got to vocalize how you feel. And even if it sounds crazy, so what? It's better that you get it out there um, on the table so that people know what you're feeling and how to help you. Because sometimes that's the thing is you, you may think that somebody don't want to listen, but, you know, speaking to them, that could they could change everything about them. Maybe they're in pain too, and now you guys have something to share to, to deal with together. Now, like, you know, they didn't have nobody to express their feelings to, and you opened up to them, and now they can open up to you, and you're both just blossoming blossoming like a flower, uh, being able to express how you feel to one another. So I think don't left anything that you feel unheard. Express yourself, and let's educate ourselves and come together to avoid suicidal tendencies and, you know, aggressive behavior as much as we possibly can, and feed those in our need and let's help everybody that we possibly can and no matter what the background of somebody is do not let that defeat the purpose of getting to know them you've got to learn to surrender and don't let your ego get in the way and some books i could suggest would be by carl Jung and um sigmund freud psychologist study psychology it's very important for all of us to know some psychology uh, Jordan Jordan Peterson is really good to listen to, and he's got plenty of books to read as well about you know the the mind and how people behave, and he does lectures and all kinds of stuff at you know at a college that he teaches at, and I'm actually going to see him here soon, which I'm very excited about, and you know we've got to come together and prevent the fact of uh, there being so many murder rates and suicides. We we don't need to let it get to that extreme of people killing each other and cutting limbs off of each other like you know this is what we did way back when before we moved into a society where we have so many opportunities at our fingertips um you know animalistic behavior is not needed anymore at all like there's no need to be violent or aggressive in in a in a world where we have 
everything that we possibly need for an outlook of ourselves to express ourselves. So just to wrap that up, I just want to say thanks everybody for listening and we'll just see where this goes on the next episode and you know we'll move on to a new subject and I'm really glad to be back on and expressing you know my my uh, opinions and thoughts see and I'm expressing myself here because I could be reaching somebody that needs me you know and that's my job here uh, making this podcast is just educating and helping as many people as I possibly can so I'll see you guys in the next one